Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. And it's a very informal start. So I will say that I'm in the lovely home of Cameron Barnes. Yay! Yay! Thank you so much for doing this. No worries. You're a seasoned pro though, because you've done a podcast before. I've done one. So right. you're you're an absolute expert, is that? Is that uh, the case? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cameron, I've been doing a wee bit of snooping on you on your old Instagram and that. Okay, I went way back. I was like, scroll, oh, really? scroll, scroll, <laughs> scroll. Right. Uh, but I feel like you do lots of things. You're a very talented person. Oh, thank There's you. There's many strings to your bow. Talking about bows. Yeah. <laughs> You're very musical. Yeah. And that's, is that, would I, would I say that's your kind of first love? Aye, that's originally what I've I done. So I just always played music and then I went to music school. Aye, so I played bagpipes originally and then I needed a second study. So I ended up learning violin. Oh, yeah. so there was yeah. a bow. I was a bow. I didn't know that. I didn't actually didn't know that. Right, that's what I thought. I was like, you, how far did you go back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I started learning violin and then uh, I got into music school and then I. So you are growing up in Fife? I grew up in Fife, yeah. Right, cool. So I went right through primary school in Fife and then uh, went to high school in Aberdeen and, ah. and then up to Plockton music school after that. Right. So musical so, family? or? I, my dad played the bagpipes. Mm-hmm. So he's like the pipe major, the local pipe band. Kind of thing, and you cool. play the pipes in the army, so uh, aye, so kind of. So it was just a given there. that you're yeah. probably going to be musical, even if it wasn't mm-hmm. a career choice, maybe. I can't remember learning bagpipes. So it's kind of something I always. You're joking. No, honestly, it's something I just feel like I always done. It was like part of my That's life, crazy. almost. I just, no, it was weird. I yeah, yeah, just just, yeah. I wasn't always good, but I was, like, I'm not saying I'm good now, but you know. What I mean? <laughs> Well, uh, I, think, I think you might be good. You're doing all right. <laughs> I think you're doing all right. Uh-huh. So music school was that like you mean as in after high school or was that your? No, high- so that was my high school. So I went I went oh, to high school in Kitland in Fife for a year, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was quite bad behaved, so I kind of got chucked out. <laughs> uh, so then I went to music. Uh, the podcast uh, stories. Yeah, yeah. So then I went to music school in Aberdeen. That, that was like the next best option. <laughs> and where you? Uh, better behaved at that. Ah, uh, your school was great. So that was where you uh, probably where you needed uh, to be. The school, the school uh, was a, a wee bit more posher, mm-hmm. so I was kind of, it was a boarding school, so I stayed overnight. Was it right? That. How was that? It was good, aye. For me it was great. You were in a constant routine and I was around people, uh, like-minded people, everybody was musicians, so yeah, yeah. I, kinda, I was doing what I loved all the time, so then I became better behaved, so it was just like, it was great for yeah, me. You just needed to find But it wasn't people. like a private school, it was like, no, it no. Was, uh, like, anybody can go to that school, you don't have to pay to go. But oh, you what's have to, the name of the school, sorry? Uh, Aberdeen City Music School. Cool. Uh, but I went back and visited there recently, uh, before my gig in Aberdeen, and uh, we done a, a wee workshop with the kids and stuff, it was great. Oh, that's nice. But no, the school's really bloody amazing. It's yeah, like, it sounds good. And how was the reaction to you going back? Like, was there yeah, cool, like, teachers and stuff there still? Aye, so some of the same teachers were there, it was... Uh, it's kind of weird, I thought I was going to go back and they were going to be really, really old, but it's like the exact same. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny though, you thought the right. teachers that were probably in their like, late 20s and early 30s totally were dead man. old when you were Aye. there, and then you're like, no, 100%. you weren't. <laughs> My partner's like, you, you look actually way younger than me. Something kind of <laughs> weird. here? Something kind of weird there. Uh, but no, it was cool, and they, they, uh, they were really chuffed to see me as well and stuff. So, mm-hmm. Aye. So when you were at that school, were they then kind of saying, what kind of career in music do you want to have? I, I, guess, you know, I wasn't so leaving to do music, I was leaving, I was just joining the army when I left, so... 
Yeah. I wasn't I, I wasn't going to be a musician. Right. So, and that, was that because of your dad and his? Aye, I never, no, I never got like the best of grades. So I, I kind of, I wanted to play pipes in the army. I thought it'd be, Same. I thought it would be good there. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad I never because I hate running. <laughs> I despise <laughs> it. Tend to do it. But I, so I ended up, <laughs> I, I ended up actually working with the theatre instead. So it was weird yeah, how it happened. When right. I was scrolling your Instagram, mm-hmm. you were in a show called Blackwatch, mm-hmm. which I have not seen live. Yeah. But I remember when it came out and people were going to see it, they Aye. were like, this is the best thing we've ever seen in entire lives. And then I saw a video of it, but everybody was ranting and raving, and I'm absolutely gutted Aye. that I didn't see it. It's a good show. So really how good. did that come about? So at the time, I was, uh, doing my, I was just about to start my first stage training for the army. Right. Uh, my grand seen it in the paper that uh, the Blackwatch were looking for a piper. The Blackwatch Theatre. Yes. Uh, they never really made that that obvious to me. <laughs> right, okay. So I went along and auditioned at the Piping Centre, uh, and the, the wee woman asked me to read the script. Right. I was like, nah, it's not for me. So I walked out, and, um, and then they got me back for a recall, tell my mum and that on the phone that they were, the show was going to be touring the world and all that jazz. Oh, I'll hold the bus. <laughs> so I hold the bus, I'll go and do that for a year and see what happens. And I'd done it for three years. And then, like, Did you? Uh, the show was brilliant. It was really, really I mean, good. like what yeah. I've seen, the clips I've seen of it, and mm-hmm. everybody was just saying like it was just so immersive and just Aye. totally captivated. The thing is, I never knew, in all honesty, I'd never, at that point I'd never really been to theatre. Mm-hmm. I, n- I never done drama at school or anything. Right, okay. uh, I wasn't, I'd done music, you either done music or drama, you didn't do both. Yes. And they're always in the same column. This is it. Which is, it. Options, Which is ridiculous. They should yeah. be the same. Because, like, it's the same world. It's just oh. different, you know what I mean? Performance, performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, aye, so I ended up doing that and it was just, aye. So you ended up having Weird. to act? Aye. How was that? Actually, to be honest, Blackwatch, I didn't really act because I just right. played me. Okay. So the, the cast him was like a boy from five, 18 year old, plays bagpipes. Done yeah, it was pretty much me. <laughs> so I, but then I, I didn't realise how big the show was when I was in it. It wasn't until I left. I just thought the National Theatre got sold out shows every single night all over the world, <laughs> uh, which is not the case. Aye. I took it for granted. I didn't really realise. What an opportunity! Big. It was that amazing. Age. I met the people I met through it. I kind of grew up in that show. It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like eighteen year old, that was the first time I stayed at home and all that. Like properly stayed away from home. Like, yeah, yeah. No yeah. having like at music school, I had house parents looking after us. Of course. The NTS, yeah. I never had really anybody. But I, I, the wee woman stage manager became like my house fan almost. Like. <laughs> but uh, she was like, oh, everybody. She was like a mum to like loads of us. So, you of know, course, she aye. was great. You know, because a lot of us were only young. A lot of the boys just came straight to drama school as well, so they kind of was a first kind of professional Did you job. Just kind of throw yourself in it. Aye, I didn't, they get. I think they gave me like a week, kind of. Uh, like they showed like my extra love and taught yeah, me a wee bit about the stage yeah. and stuff. I kind of just copied everybody else. There was a wee guy in the show called Scott Fletcher. They kind of you know him. So I remember the first week, uh, I said to him, I was like, so what do I do? How do I like how do I act? Like I'm trying to figure out how I act this. And he was like, I can know the secret is, he didn't act. Just say the words. He said the moment you start acting is when you're, you're not you're failed. Mm-hmm. So just say the words. Com- com- becomes too false then. Uh, that's what he said to me. He said just say it how you would say it, and I was like, cool. Yeah, kind of done all right. I've heard that before. Like, was the guy that was in that Ken Loach film? Was it Six Sweet Sixteen? Uh, aye, uh, and he Martin Constant. That, yeah, like he was. That's a, that's a Ken Loach film. Aye, aye. And he was saying yeah. like he was actually coaching Ken Loach on how a young person would say things. Aye, like, aye. So, oh, you were going to say it like that. Aye, but it totally. was in the script, and he was like, "Well, how would you say it?" Yeah. yeah. And then he ended Gregory up just Burke, saying, "Gregory Burke, the Blackwatch was actually me." Really, like, right. I'd say some stuff because he was for Fife as well. Mm. So I'd say it, and he, and he, he, would, he would. I'm not going to hit the table because Mike, <laughs> but he would bang the table in the rehearsal room and go like that. See, that's how it's meant to be said because a lot of time you write it but people wouldn't read it that way yeah so you try and write the, how you, you say it in mm. in the five accent or whatever but mm, I, I but that. no everybody honestly everybody in that show was, it was so good to me it was like 
It was guy. I loved it. And that is that you just then getting the bug for performing? Aye, not so much acting. Like I did, I, I, I loved acting in Blackwatch, and then I went, and, I went, I went and done music and all that again. I done chili. I got the chili papers through Blackwatch as well. Did you? Aye. So it's so getting it all story, led on to I each other. Because I went for an audition yeah. for a TV program. Right. And after me. Yeah. Was the Red Hot Chili Papers? Oh really? Uh, yep. Uh, was, I, I went on my own and uh, they were standing outside and we, they were chatting. They were like, "What are you going to do?" And at the time, I was teaching Highland mixed with other styles. It was like yeah, a yeah. fusion. I was like, "I'm doing Highland fusion." They were like, "We're playing the bagpipes," Aye. and I was like, "Oh, we could have done something together." I wish I had <laughs> been in with them because they've been won the program. Oh, how would it be famous? Yeah, so I was, was I was only a wee boy then. Uh, well, I, <laughs> I'm a bit older than you. Thanks for pointing that camera. Thanks, thanks. But I so that's like a mental connection that Aye. and then. Just obviously following the career of the Red Hot Chili Papers and yeah. just how it's went from like just Band's bonkers. Great now, Aye. Man. So that know. came Blackwatch then got you. Aye, so basically I kinda of blackmailed my way into it a wee bit. What? So I knew Stuart, we played the pipes, he knew kinda of, I think he knew my dad, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad used to make reads for bagpipes, so I think Stuart bought uh, reads off him. Mm-hmm. But Stuart just left the Chili Papers at that point. Okay. So he had started working with a whiskey company. So uh, on the press night at the uh, SECC, uh, he asked me, messaged me and asked me if I can get him tickets for the press night, <laughs> i.e. to come upstairs with some of his clients and yes. meet the cast and stuff after it. And I said to him, uh, you have yourself a deal, just make sure I got a Chili Pipers gig when I leave. Yes. And uh, I didn't actually think he would follow through it. And then, uh, I so here I am now. Can I? So you're still uh, in the, the I'm still in the band. I don't do as much. Mm. Uh, I do a little behind the scenes stuff, I do all the PR and stuff. Oh, cool. So I ended up doing learning how to do a lot of that stuff. So, uh, aye. So, so it'll I'd, be a well oiled machine by this point, like oh, they're all hands on deck in terms incredible. of using. Oh, I mean, Honestly. literally, like, I'm saying they, you, you guys are just awesome, yeah. and it is amazing to see it going from strength to The bosses strength. are really, there's two guys that run the band that they, oh, I don't know how they do it. Like, for instance, there's a band in America right now touring, uh, like, but different states every ah. night. And then, uh, same, same. The same weekend we had a band in Luxembourg wow. and, a, and a band here, That's but the same guy does logistics for them all and Jeez, it just runs so, so slick. Well, that's the thing. Like when you're working at that level, it's one yeah, thing yeah. doing gigs locally, and you know, and everybody just. It's when there's visas involved yeah, and exactly. flights, and, and it's not as if it's just like two people. It's thirteen people and no. trying to organise all these you know what I mean? guys, get them uh, on a plane. The man's a wizard. You know what I mean? so. <laughs> totally. Mm. And again, just then as a young person going from that, I mean, going from Blackwatch into yeah. the Chili Papers, and at that point, were they getting to a status of like we are travelling the world? Chili's right. Yeah. It wasn't as much. I think things kind of took off to a different level. Uh, after the Radio 1 thing we yeah, done Radio 1 I was right. lucky I, I I got on that gig by mistake <laughs> one of the bosses couldn't be bothered so things. lucky yeah. he, he, he couldn't be bothered driving right? to Edinburgh to Glasgow because we're filming at like 7 o'clock in the morning so I'd just moved here so he was like to me can you go and do this for me but I, I think he still kicks you so he didn't realise how big the video was going to be like, like 3 million views in the first day or something yes. it was funny man. And just that kind of gigging lifestyle, is that something that you're quite happy with? Is it something that suits you? And this time being, uh, like, if I could, could tour all the time, I would do it. Really? I prefer touring to being at home, weirdly. Wow. A lot of people are the opposite. Right. Um, what is it you love so much about it? I just like always being around people. But see, at him, you come and it's a bit of downtime because you've been touring the same people all the time. So you come home, it's like downtime. I start twiddling my thumbs. Yeah. Feeling like two hours of being. I don't know what to do with myself. Like, I want to talk to somebody, but mm-hmm. I'll be up to something. I like, I, I, I love being in a routine. 
Mm. I need to be like knowing what I'm doing all the time. That comes from. Right. And if I didn't, then I'd just be. If I didn't, I'd just be lazy. You know what I mean? Well, so, yeah, I guess yeah. the the love for something, the passion, it just motivates you this to be it. active, to be proactive, to yeah, just yeah. keep going. Totally. And I think that's the thing about like my job as well. Like I just find that like, you become obsessed Aye. with your work because you love it. Yeah. And it is working. It's as hard as me. That I, I don't really agree with that. You know, if you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. No, Aye. you will. Just you'll probably work even harder. Because you're just the, mm. the idea of not doing Aye. what you love to do. Yeah, yeah. This is scary. It's scary. I find it harder when there's no gigs. That's the, that's when you have to start working because you have to work to get them. Yeah. But it's when you're actually gigging. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like it's work. Mm. It's weird. Yeah. I just feel like I'm. I, just, I love it. You know what I mean. So in the Chili Peppers, yeah. you're playing bagpipes, but yeah. you do play the guitar. Yeah. And the violin. Aye. Maybe. Anything else? So basically, like, see, when I went to Plockton Music School, yes. I was there for a year, and there was nothing there. Like I went for being in Aberdeen, like city. Mm-hmm. So you had loads to do. You can go bowling, go to boxing, go to the gym. Like there was loads of stuff to do. Plockton and Sky, there was nothing. Okay. There was cows. There was. There. Aye, there was cows in the back garden. There was one shop. So see, having that amount of hours, I made a point of trying to, because you get bored of playing, mm. sitting playing the pipes every night, I was like, nah, I get a serious head. Okay. So <laughs> then, I, then at that point I stopped playing violin, I was just like, I can't be bothered in this. Mm-hmm. So I started learning guitar, because one of the boys uh, in my year wanted to get better at bagpipes, so we kinda, I kind of thought in bagpipes and he taught me guitar. Oh, nice so, one. It's weird though, when you learn announcements, uh, once you learn one, uh, and, un- and when you understand the theory, everything, everyone's a wee bit easier to play. Right. I'm going to say the sentence, I play guitar. Right. I play guitar to sing, to back myself singing. Right. So I definitely am a singer. Right. I find guitar is the hardest great. instrument I've ever had to learn. Oh, right, okay. By far. Like, I don't feel like you have to be... I feel like anybody can play guitar if you put in hours. It's okay. remembering, getting the muscle memory where to put your hands yeah. and all that. But then having a good right hand and uh, being able to be really good at rhythm, That's mm. that, obviously you need musical talent for that. But for guitar, even like the last two years, I've had to like really up my guitar playing. And, yeah. and the hours I've had to put in to get mm. to where I am, and I need still, I'm not even a quarter of what I should be, you know what I mean? Uh, the guitar's the hardest instrument. <laughs> so hard, I find the guitar solid to play. Mm. Right. So when you were at music yeah. school, what you were getting a taste of a bit of everything? Aye, right, I, my main study was always bagpipes. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it was violin, but then I changed to singing. So I started in mm. Scots, kind of Scots song. Oh, nice. So, aye, so well, the, the traditions of Scotland are some dead important to me. Like, my first professional mm-hmm. job was basically trying to keep the traditions alive yeah. through Scottish dance. So um, that's why I was doing the fusion stuff. So I was right. going into schools and community groups and going, Kayleigh's really cool. Because folk were like, no, it's no. You know, that you're forced to do Kayleigh dancing at yeah, school yeah. and everybody's like holding each other's aye. sleeves and all that. And mm-hmm. I ended up in that job for six years. So anybody that's, you know, all about you know, traditional song and music and dance, I'm like, yes. Yeah, yeah. And totally. obviously the Chili Papers, that that's how they did it they right. put a new slant on it yeah. they're doing maybe more kind of modern songs mm-hmm. but still using traditional instruments it's making it more appealing to younger people yeah uh, which is actually making more people more younger people learn about bagpipes which is great that is I mean I saw a video Sorry. at one point and there was like a million young people playing the bagpipes right. we done it at the Hearts Fat Bus Stadium Nice. So we don't expect like thirty people or something to apply for it, but we actually had to knock it down to like two hundred and fifty. Jesus. So, because uh, a lot of pipers and pipe band people who think the chilies are kind of messing with tradition. Okay, they, do you get do uh, you get that? A lot of them really didn't like it. Mm. Uh, but that I kind of wanted to do, make a point in it because every obviously at gigs we always have people coming up to us and going, "Oh, I learned the bagpipes because uh, I seen the chili pipers and." I, I, 
people at pipe bands or like people were playing in the gold medals stuff they didn't actually they didn't hear that so the, when we yeah, did we that like, and had so many kids that? coming along mm. I, can, I think it kind of opened up the eyes that the band are doing so much more for keeping the tradition yeah, alive than, music, yeah. than wrong you know what I mean well, 100% yeah. oh yeah I, I spoke about this before like we did this photo shoot and I was in like a, a kilt and a like a cut off kind of midriff top yeah it was a m- many years ago <laughs> and uh, we got a letter somebody complaining oh really because I was like oh what you doing to the traditions oh she's showing her midriff do you know what I mean you're like you kidding on you need to like move anything the times. To, exactly and do you not think that those traditional songs as oh. they've been passed along mm-hmm. like anything I, they've moved the have times. mutated mm-hmm. so they're actually hip like hypocrites because yeah. these, these tunes have all grown over the years see if they just stayed the exact same way when they first got written then yeah. it wouldn't have been the same no but everything's grown but they, a lot of them are refusing to maybe the chilies kind of jumped ahead to big time you know what I mean? <laughs> but, then, aye, but then, then nowadays there's like there's 40 bands doing the same thing now so well this is it you know what I mean yeah. so were you composing music and writing music when you were at you know, the music school was that uh, something you were nah not really no? I was singing like tragic uh, folk songs and stuff hmm. but Actually, it was like the last tour of Black Watch, I, I finally bought myself a good guitar. Right. What did you get? Uh, it was a Takamine. Nice. But then I sold it. I shouldn't, shouldn't have done that. Oh, it's a typical musician. It's a typical musician thing, though. You get a bad month of work and then you sell an instrument. <laughs> You're like, I need and to sell you, a kidney on my guitar. Aye, and then you hate your life for pure months. <laughs> oh, so you want, no. a, want a guitar. I'm dying to get a bloody guitar back yeah. in. Like, Hey, but I sell it. So but it's not dwelling. Raging about that. I'm still raging <laughs> Sorry, about that. Every time, like it, it's brutal. Right? Every time I see a Takamine, right, I know is that I, I would be to tell my one. So I had the Pacific weed dent on it, right? Uh, so every time I see a taco mini, I'm always staring at it, because like, if it's my one, I'm buying it off the guy. When I got home after that, one of my pals played guitar, so then he was always writing songs, he was really good at writing lyrics, but mm. couldn't put melodies to things. So we started a wee band called Break the Butterfly, and we actually ended up doing pretty well. And then I was getting too busy with Chili's, so it was going to affect him. So we decided to start with going to do my solo thing. Right, okay. And so I wrote my first song uh, from start to finish on. Chasing Love and then really that your first song was it? Yeah, for start to finish them all now I'd written songs before like, but they'd always been like I think I wrote like five with Break the Butterfly but they'd I wasn't always like some lyrics were for the rest of the band right. but that song was like nobody had any influence it was like it was me wow you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. and what is your kind of creative process for writing a lot of the time uh, I see melodies writing a melody or anything I could write them for fun I don't okay. know okay like, I really struggle with lyrics. See, I'm the opposite. Right, so that, most, most people are. Uh-huh. Which, uh, that kills me. I'd wish to be just like, <laughs> I, honestly, I could l- l- write melodies for fun. Yeah. I really could. But the That's just you being and, immersed in music for so long. Maybe I am. But then I've noticed one recently, which is kind of funny. Like, uh-huh. every melodies uh, I write always work on the bagpipe scale oh, for some reason. Oh, cool. It's weird how that happens. I always I work between an octave, which doesn't seem a lot, but... It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, I never noticed until somebody picked it out. Wow. She's strange. And then so a lot of time I'll I'll write the chorus first and then mm-hmm. I'll write the verses and then then I'll go and record it just with one verse and the chorus, yeah. but I'll repeat the verses. And then once I get the recording back, then I'll write the verses and then I'll go in and do a final vocal. Got yeah. So I never ever do the final vocal in the first eight walls demo mm-hmm. at first. But the guy I work with, he, he's so good. Like pure understands how like how yeah. I work. So did you so, team up? So he was engineer. Uh, with the chili papers okay. for a long time but then yeah. basically we started talking he, I was obsessed with Frightened Rabbit he rents them his studio Got so you. then he worked with Frightened Rabbit for years so we totally had a connection on that and then so I went to his studio and then Twin Atlantic went next door and then Fatherson were over there and I was just wow. like oh, this area is amazing yeah. there's this few amazing musicians <laughs> so I was like come on you need to let me come and record mm. one day and then we went in and we done Chasing Love in one day so when was uh, that? Uh, 
trying to think. And I, my August. Is that, is that all of us? That's been really quick. Because I feel it's like... Weird. It's not been that long. Yeah, because like, what I've seen yeah. of you... and cause we, So I right. didn't know you until today, although yeah. I felt like I did. We yeah. have lots of mutual yeah. people in our lives that we know, but I feel like it's just blown up aye. for you. Like gonna, Personally, yeah. like, obviously I knew you were a chilli pepper, but... Like, I'd never had any solo success artist. before. That never happened. Like I'd never been in the charts on mine before or anything like that. So, That's but chilies I have, but it's, Yeah, well, I'm saying covers, we're saying right. August. This, we're now only... Yeah. In the beginning of March. Alright, now I sold it to King Tuts in December. Aye. But, but she's on my bucket list. So That's I've mental. I've tried to do it four times and I've never done it. So. That's bonkers. But, uh, no, it was cool. And your style yeah. of music that you're writing and mm-hmm. performing, very, very different to your kind of trad Aye. background. Yeah. And is that because you've been listening to different styles of music all your life? Because obviously, yeah, been, yeah. sounds like you've been so immersed in traditional Scottish Aye. music. And obviously, like yeah, we're yeah. talking about the kind of more modern slant, but mm-hmm. you know, bagpipes and Aye. that kind of sound is very different. Aye, I deliberately never wanted any bagpipes anywhere near. <laughs> like ban the bagpipes. <laughs> that's what the de- that's what the deal was with the guy named Alex and Shiro. He says uh, the moment you try to put bagpipes in a track, we're done. Oh right, okay. He's not a fan. No. <laughs> We has to mix them up. Why people feel so like strongly? Like, some people are like he's, not he's, for the bagpipes. He's like arguably one of the big, like best engineers in Glasgow, but he uh-huh. seems to always get employed by the folk scene, so he can't get away from it. But there's good money in the gig all the time, it's and like, they're nice people. So it's just like, of course, yes. Eh. But I know. Well, he's finishing that now. He's, he's going to tour with Texas now. Oh, cool. He just got the front of house engineer for that, so he's nice doing good. Nice. Eh. So he'll, he'll get a rest of the bagpipes. <laughs> And like, imagine if Charlene's like, mm, I'm just thinking I'd right. like put some bagpipes. Aye, totally. I actually said to him, I was like, actually, she has some bagpipes. I swear to God. I want that gig. <laughs> I definitely want that you gig. You would be on that gig, 100%. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just yeah. actively avoiding that kind of right. music because you're I didn't, a fan I didn't do it intentionally. It's just hmm. how I wrote. I didn't mean, I didn't even mean yeah. it to be... And writing kind of from personal experiences I, and stuff. I think so. Uh, yeah. I, you heard the five ants. Yeah. Right, so I'm obsessed with like Five Ants, Amos Lee, mm-hmm. like Bonnie Vern and all that. So like mm. uh, a wee guy called Ryan McMillan as well. I keep listening okay. to him. Uh, so these guys like when I go to see them live, they just like break their head down the mic. And I I found like the best gigs I've been to is when somebody's singing honestly. I yeah. think it's great. You should listen to do you know mm. Jason Isbell? No. Great. Honest to goodness. I'll write it in when we're done. I was right. brought up on Bruce Springsteen, yeah, James it. Taylor. Right. Like, my mum, she liked, well, she did like Michael Bolton. Right. I went to see Michael Bolton two years ago. Yeah. One of the best gigs I've ever been in. Loved Michael Bolton. It's the ones but, you didn't expect it yeah, to be the best. Yeah, totally. Gig. But just mm-hmm. good music, good songwriting. Right. I went to see Robbie Williams. Did I thought you? I, was, I thought I was despite, but I never actually went and seen him. I was at a festival and he was playing. And <laughs> it turns out it was probably the best live yeah. show I've ever seen in my life. Well, he's such a showman, isn't he? Oh, he's phenomenal. Mm. And I would, you could have paid me to go and see him before. But I was there and he was on after Kings of Leon. I was like, I was sort of standing there raging. Why is he playing after Kings of Leon? And he came on, I was like, holy shit. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, he's amazing. And what about like, that? I mean, I uh, guess being in a band for so long, or bands yeah, for so mm-hmm. long, what about the whole, like, they're here to see me and I'm aye. the front man. Are you comfortable aye. talking? And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we're talking down. Like, it's a different thing on stage. It, aye, it's weird. When I'm, a lot of people say to me, like, when you're on... On stage, you didn't seem like the same person as what you are off. Really? It's weird. I kind of go into a character. I kind of, I'm like a pure rock star. Is that <laughs> not Robbie Williams in you? <laughs> Honestly, it's just so strange. I didn't kind of how it works. But I, I think I have to put myself into that place. To, yeah. Yeah. I come across so confident, but then I come off stage and I can't hold a conversation with somebody. It's weird. 
Oh, you're doing right. quite well today. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I understand right. that even like teaching, strange, you know, and right. performing as a dancer, mm-hmm. and people will think I am the most confident person. I'm going to go to schools or whatever and delivering workshops and whatever. Right. Yeah, I'm cut. Co- I'm I'm actually <laughs> comfortable there because I am. Um, you know, performing. That's what you do. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm like, see if you said to me, go into a room and talk to four people for two hours that you've never met before, or go and sing to fifty thousand people in Murrayfield. I'd go and sing with 50,000 yeah. people in Murrayfield. Uh, way comfy. I didn't get nervous, mm. I just get excited. It's weird. The only time I get nervous is if I didn't, if I've not prepared enough or I don't know what I'm doing. But even then, I, I rise to the occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's what I, I love it, eh? It's mm. what I do. That's it. Um, probably the, the passion just fuels it. When you got in there, the nerves just turns into kind of fuel, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody tell me, ner- like, nerves and excitement is the exact same thing. It's just what your brain tells you. Because you, you're told that you should be nervous, and it's like, well, you know, you're just excited. Yeah. I just change it to excitement. I jump that's about. That's obviously kids when they're nervous. I'm like, it's because you care. Mm-hmm. You want it to go well. That's, that's a so good exciting. thing. I know. Channel those nerves. It makes you sharp. It does. It does. So, where are you at in terms of like kind of songwriting at the moment, yeah. gigging? Like, what's happening right now? So, right now, I've uh, got quite a lot coming up. Cool. Hopefully, the coronavirus doesn't ruin all this. It just can do one. Uh, it's no good for a musician if it's no, got to be bad. No, absolutely but, not. Uh, let's not. Uh, well, positive vibes. Don't give it the time of day. No. As you say. Uh, exactly. So I next. So I'm dead. I pretty much finished my EP now. Okay. Uh, I'm just waiting on my piano player laying down piano, and then right. I'll be so finished. So you have a a band that you've been curated. So I have a band of session musicians, so I, I could change all the time. Okay. Just it depends who's available. Um, mm. So I made that choice that I wouldn't have a permanent band because okay. uh, uh, these guys are professional musicians is what they do you know what I mean yeah. so I'm nearly I'm nearly 30 I'm putting on a stint a year I need to kind of well, one more shot at it my eyes so <laughs> I'm going to use it I'm going to I'm going to use the best I'm going to I'm going to use the best musicians I can get so, yeah of course um, and that's it and it's um, actually it works with, people are like oh how can you afford session musicians and that but it actually works with cheaper because you're not having to rehearse all the time I have one rehearsal before a gig wow you know what I mean but these guys you send them music as long as they're prepared so, so are you writing, you know, the score for piano? Uh, so basically, if, if we've recorded it, uh-huh. uh, we send them the recording, right. uh, and then they just have to recreate what's in the recording. Yeah, Obviously, it's not as easy as that. Yeah. When folk can just turn up. This is it. And like, we, we, we use uh, some sample tracks and stuff, so the mm-hmm. engineer just sends the drummer the sample tracks. Mm-hmm. But he's got loads of experience mm-hmm. with that. So the band, the, band, also the band are phenomenal. Um, based on my whole band right now are on tour with Susan Boyle. <laughs> yes, they are. Really weirdly, because... <laughs> Mark. Marco. Yeah. He's my piano player. Right? So he's like a kind of permanent one. He's like. So he messaged yeah. me the other day there. So he's right. coming on the podcast. Is it brilliant? Yeah, because it's totally. Right. His like, own stuff's taken off as well. So it's yeah. Like well, weird. I had listened to mm-hmm. his stuff and just totally just right. sent him a message. I don't know him. Right. Sent a message saying loving their sound. That was it. I didn't right. ask him to want you know, and he kindly was like, do it, if you're ever looking for guests, and I said, do you know who? I'm? Marco's brilliant. I oh, I was like, it's do you know so who I'm going to interview the day? And he was like, who? And I'm like, Cameron. <laughs> right. Yeah, like how cool is that? Well, oh. Marco played with the Chili's before, like. Oh, so that's how me and him met. Yeah, we, right. we kind of, aye, he's not there anymore. But so your band are all giving it love aye. for Susan Boyle. At the moment. Aye, totally, I totally love it. That's great. I think class. And the thing is, you just meeting all these people, working yeah. with different people. I guess like there'll be pros to working with the same people mm-hmm. all the time. Aye, but there's also pros to not and aye, so you get a fresh things. approach on yeah, everything yeah, you know but you aye, I'll stick with Marco like me I can uh, I don't know he's good for me like he's the two of us have the same like 
vision and rest mm. and the same beliefs and all that. Yeah. So like he, he, we don't like we're worlds apart with the type of music we like. I mean like Mark but you listen to Marco's album and then listen to some of my tracks a complete different world. But yeah. that man's knowledge in music is just like Different level. I've kept him for years, but still when he plays piano, I'm a pure fanboy. I'm just like, oh really? my god! <laughs> and it's not my it's not my type of music, but uh-huh. it's like you see that guy playing, and he's like, wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's f- but that's the thing. Like, there's always something to take from somebody else to totally. learn from. You can, oh, my dad every day should be a school day. Like you should learn something new. You can learn something you don't don't know for the biggest numpty. That's <laughs> totally true. You'd always learn I'm something you didn't again. Same. <laughs> Right. that's the thing like connecting with people like yourself like they're just you find out what's happening as well like there's so there's such a plethora right. of amazing music yeah. in Scotland totally music scene is insane ah. so good but see if it, the music scene all stuck together it'd be even bigger mm, too many bands have tried to compete with each other but there's room for everybody totally. just do your thing right. yeah work together and it'd be a way bigger 100% look at Lewis Capaldi man he's like Scotland's Dominating music scene in it. Scotland's Beyonce, apparently. Well, 100%. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> he just looks like he's having a ball. <laughs> that was so good. I was at his show at the Hydro the other night. It was right? insane. Was it? Oh, it was so good. <laughs> and so you're, good. did that see, was it the Still Game Aye. live show your song was Aye. being played? Hello? That was pretty cool, eh? How's that happen? Uh, one of my pals. I mean, like, it's an Aye. amazing song. That's why it yeah, happened. Yeah. But, like, how did Aye. you. Aye. Uh, so, uh, weirdly, so my pal Scott. He plays uh, Metro Mick in the show. Yes. So I've kept in Scott for a long time. That are cool, yeah. uh, he, he was kind of always around when Dumbla watch and then when I done the James plays, mm. he was uh, his pal Mark was in it and I was really good pals with Mark so I met Scott through that. Uh, aye, we just always kind of kept in touch. He's a bit as mad as I am sometimes. So <laughs> I've calmed down, I think. So see, yeah, he's doing really well. Uh, aye, so kind of met through that but then Scott was actually, it was weird, Scott was asking to get it played but then turns out the engineer for Still Game had done some chilly shows so then he played it anyway so before he came it he was going to play it every night so. but then he used it before the, the cast walked on so it was quite cool how lovely is that was clap, that's amazing my Spotify went mental I bet it is <laughs> it was good and is that just a world that you're familiar with obviously through the, the chilly mm-hmm. papers but like Aye. the world of music and you know Downloads it. I mean, is no, it a minefield, I, I, or are you uh, quite comfortable uh, in that world? I'm getting more comfortable now. Yeah. I, I didn't. Uh, I hadn't experienced it until okay. I released Jason Love. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not gonna lie, I released that uh, like two o'clock in the morning. So uh, all, all on your own, like aye, no, no management. Nothing, or, I didn't. I didn't expect. It. I didn't actually really want anybody to hear it that much. I shared it on my Facebook, and then it was, it was kind of scary. You know, like releasing your first song on your own. It was just a bit like, uh, and then they went they everywhere. It was like it was pretty cool. Yeah. So. Aye. And then uh, then a PR guy I know kind of messaged me and he's like, right, you need to do something today to keep it climbing. So then we went to the train station mm. with Chris and Yeah, with the piano, how cool was that? Such a great aye. idea. So we did that and then I done well. Uh, and aye, so it just kept going. It was good. And do you just aye. find you've got this bank of people that are just rooting for you? Because like, do you know what I mean? Like your band and whatever, aye. people that are there getting paid to be there or whatever, but I guess you need your pals, you need people who have worked before you need fellow musicians. See, the, the, I think people like to see people, like my, where I stay in Fife, uh, Methyl, like, there's no all that much comes out of there. Okay. So, when, so when somebody's trying to do something a bit different, people, the, the whole town gets behind it. It's Great. like, they're nice people, you know what I mean? Mm, I guess that, like, the era probably gets a lot of stick, but it's like, right. The same as anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Aye. they're, I, I, they're, I, they're I, my people, I, I, man. I think most people <laughs> will will help other people and work for you. you know, it. if you're 
if you're doing something honest and Aye. genuine and they can yeah. see the passion that's in you do mm-hmm. you know what I mean like anything you put on your social media that I've seen on your Instagram Aye. or whatever it just seems like you just love it I do I do it's all, it's all I know I, I love doing it I really do and like for instance King Tut's doing that now it's like man that's why you do it you know what I mean of course it's like, like, such it's an iconic venue ah, see like you just I was just made to see I pretty much knew everybody there and I was just I looking down and seeing everybody, it was just like... I can't deal with that, I can't perform in front of people, I, I know that. I'm terrible. Uh, I'll give me a seat. I felt like I was in a living room, Friday night in a living room, after a nightclub, just at a house party. No, I'm the opposite, my dad laughed, here's a wee song, no, 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 doing it in front of you, like give me a sea of people I don't know, fine, I'm terrible. It's always, the thought is always worse than the actual, the actual process or whatever it's called. But no, I'm enjoying it. So basically next month I start with theatre again, so I'm doing three months with theatre. So I'm going to be back to that. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing Chivas. NTS. Yeah. Aye. Wait, so, wait aye. a minute. How did that Did you miss that bit? I missed that bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, aye, so they just announced the cast a couple of days ago. But, aye. So I'm doing that. And then I finished Check that. Did you been acting? I know, back to being an actor again. <laughs> uh, it's did quite you just funny. go for that? Did you just decide I'm going to... Uh, aye, so I just got asked to audition for it. So. That's awesome. I, I actually don't know how the acting world works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only person in the world who's been cast as an actor that has no idea how it works. <laughs> like, that's lovely though. Yeah. The innocence of that's nice. Jim. You're just doing your thing, just being mm-hmm. open to opportunities and, and feeling like Aye. go with your gut type Aye. thing. A lot of the people in the cast, uh, like the musical directors worked with me before, mm-hmm. and the directors worked with me before, so that, that obviously helps. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Aye, so I do that. Good at it. Just like, let's give him a wee shot. Aye, just give him a wee go. <laughs> uh, Aye, so I did that, and then, and then I'm, then I've been booked as the singer for the, the tattoo, the Basel tattoo. See what? So I'm going to Switzerland to do the tattoo. Amazing. So I'm doing that, and then, I and so then a festival, and then my own gigs. So it's all kind of just tacked straight on. So. That's awesome. I've never been this busy, so I'm pure touch wood. Yeah. Keep it that way. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll touch wood. You did it good with the bad, eh? Like yeah. January, February was like the most horrible two months ever. And no gigs. <laughs> so like, then. I'm not going to work again. Oh, That's what we're saying. And my heat, honestly. I know, every year. I, and every at year. that point, I had nothing in for the year. I was like, that's yeah. me, but what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I've had a dance trip that's been going for 11 years. Every year and I've said, uh, and then something just happens. Yeah. Like, but no, everything's going well. So Great. hopefully, hopefully, and what's music the dream does. in terms of your music, your solo stuff? What would be the ideal for you? Do you have like set things like obviously King Tux was like a aye, that you know, was like a major point. Yeah. Aye. Uh, I'd love to like sell it to Barrowlands. I think that'd be pretty cool. But I've, I've been so lucky. I don't know if something happens, it happens. Like, mm. I'm enjoying it as long as I just keep ticking away and I pay my pay my way through life. I'll be I'll be happy. Yeah. And like you've obviously mentioned bands and stuff that are an inspiration, but is there one specific songwriter or person even in your life mm-hmm. that just you you're like I'm aiming to be inspired by them, or is there somebody in your life you're like if they're happy with me, then I'm happy. Like is uh, it just somebody that you always have in the back of your head. I, I honestly, see when it comes to music, I, I listen to everybody. Mm. It's, it's probably weird. I'm gonna say it, it's pure Jesus shit, Do man. It. But like, like my dream, I swear to God, right, mm-hmm. is. Uh, to make sure my wee mummy doesn't have to work my wee mum doesn't have to work again I'd love that you I'm cheesy about that that's, that's class you know what I mean? so see when I'm like doing stuff and then I find myself I'm like oh I'm not pushing myself enough I'm like that's that's how I'm going to go you Brilliant. know what I mean I like the idea so of sure, that your mum's right. selling metal aye yeah, yeah. what's she mm-hmm. making all of this 
she loves it, man. She's Does my she? biggest fan. Like she goes to honestly, she goes to work every day. Tells everybody about me. I'm surprised they even like her. <laughs> like she doesn't stop talking about me. Her Facebook's just all ding, 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 ding. That's my mum. She's having a camera, camera, camera. Loves it. Honestly, like you need somebody like that. She's your biggest cheerleader. I'd fifty of them. I'd made it. <laughs> 50 Moz, what's your mum's name? Margaret. We'll give a shit. She's class one, honestly. Yes, she um, sounds it. <laughs> aye, so, no, if she, if she didn't have to go into the hospital every day, I'd be sounder. Yeah. I'd be cool, like. And is there anything <laughs> particularly you'd like to branch into in terms of your music? Uh, don't know. I'd like, I'd like to, so a lot of my songs are uh, kind of cheery. Yes, I think. they are. Lyrics are not always cheery, but that's, like, I mean that. So you just me. smile, it's like so infectious. Is it? <laughs> it's like a proper crowd pleaser. smile is infectious though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you, see if you walk past somebody in the street and they smile at you, you may look at them and go, why are they smiling at me? That's a bit crazy. But then five steps ahead once they're behind you, you'll start giggling. So true. You're like, why is that guy smiling at me? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. honestly, and it's the same so you, somebody yawns, you yawn. Yes, Smiles are infectious. you're not a psychopath apparently. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This means you've got empathy. <laughs> oh really? So if somebody yawns and you don't yawn, you learn something every day. Mm. There you go. No, I'd love I'd love for my music to get used for uh, adverts and stuff. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yes. I've no idea how we go about doing that, but I'd like that. I think that'd, that'd be, be cool. cool. I'd love to hear it in a TV program or something. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of the music could would work. I was going, I was literally yeah. just it was playing in my head going mm. that would work. Yeah, that'd be cool. And that'd be like a healthy wee royalty for this one. Hello. I should have tried to write a Christmas song. You know, I, <laughs> I, mean, I was like, oh, imagine somebody's telling me it was like, uh, Shane McGowan for the Pokes. It doesn't it doesn't work all year, and just that one song just does them for the rest of his life. Out. Totally. I was like, oh, see if I had the Christmas number one, man. Never work again. Yeah. Yes. Um, I have it. I'd a love Christmas it. song on iTunes. It's not it's not paying the bills just yet. Right. Me neither. That's fine. Occasionally I think I made you get a wee, 60 like, quid for me. I was gonna say. I was buzzing with it. <laughs> You're like, yes, <laughs> I know. made it. I know. I got myself a bottle of Jack Daniels for got me and my pals that night. Quite you know right. about it. It was great. <laughs> I love it. Totally <laughs> Christmas number one. Listen. Imagine. Thoughts become I'm going to release it every single year. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. We release every year. Same the bagpipe version. <laughs> uh, there's already there's Yulian pipes in it. Is I got that? away with it. I got away with it. I never used bagpipes. <laughs> But even then, he was like to me, what are you doing? I actually wish I kind of never released it, because it doesn't make any sense, but... Ah, that's ah. fine. That's there. Well Put it in the mix. May as well do it now when there's not really anybody listening to me, so... <laughs> Maybe one day, if I released it, they'd be like, that's right. Not at all. I love it. Right, I didn't tell you about this, but there's around what I call the thingamabobs. The thingamabobs. And these are random questions that I have selected for you to answer. Right. Just to get to know you even more, Cameron. Right, right. Okay, so, No pressure. I can edit out the long pauses if you need to think. Right, okay. Right. So... You'd be here all day. <laughs> do you know, I've never answered any of these questions. I'm like, I would be here all day. My <laughs> answers would be terrible. Um, my first question to you is, what or who makes you laugh? Eh... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to say this. <laughs> uh, I've got a total thing about watching fails on YouTube. I think it's hilarious. Right. I think it's so bad. You're laughing at somebody's misfortune. <laughs> no, someone gets too hurt. But like, see somebody tripping up in the street. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's so bad. But I've got such a sick sense of humour sometimes. And it's just, I'm. Not to get hurt, obviously. I don't want them to get hurt. No. But like, I've been that guy that's fell down a curb and fell over right and looked up and went. No disaming it now, I just pushed myself off and like, I, just, that makes me giggle. I That's don't know. Good. I'm, I'm obsessed. You're doing a rabbit hole of YouTube fail videos, can you like the last three years oh, of your life? I think my Sunday morning viewing, that and this morning. This morning? That's my total guilty pleasure. 
Yeah, hang on. 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 Yeah, hang like, like, but just on YouTube, just like, like playing See, over and over and over. The ones you've no missed from I, the. Well, oh, not I mean, even no. Just any, any I, I, I just love the vibe. I think it's pure. I love it. It's good. Do you know, it's so easy to watch. Would you not think about being a presenter? You could be a presenter. Yeah, I could see you doing no. that. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my next move. Yeah, disposition. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you'd be perfect for something like that. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what your next thing's going to be. Maybe that's what you're just May as well, I've done everything else. I know, I was going to say, <laughs> take all the boxes, you're going to be ashamed. Can't we're going to always say to me what you're up to, I'm thinking, like, I'm doing nothing. I've been thinking about podcasts for the moment we started, but I could totally do this. You can totally do this. <laughs> I'm looking at where your cables are going Listen, in. if I can do it, <laughs> anybody can do it. This is honestly good. I'm like the least technical person ever. Uh, best ever song lyric, and it can be one of yours. That is so hard. Mm. It's the Christmas song for the, the Pope's mm-hmm. uh, the lyric, I think, is You took my dreams from me, and then he replies saying, No, I made them, I put them with my own. Uh, that's not the full lyric, but I remember it that's when it. I hear it. But uh, nobody actually picks that lyric out, but listen to it, uh, it's heartbreaking. It's like, You took my dreams from me, and then he's like, No, I kept them with my own. And it's like, Oh my Can't god. Can't make it all alone. Oh my god, it's yeah. so, it's the most heartbreaking lyric ever. It's great. I love it. That's a good lyric. Perfect. That is a good mm-hmm. lyric. Can you look at your phone and tell me what was the last thing you googled? <laughs> you can, I can't see your phone, so you can absolutely lie to me. <laughs> no, nah, you'll learn this from me. I've not got a lie, mate. Uh, City of Glasgow College. Right, now you're going to ask why. Well, I, I don't. I don't want to pressure you, but you mm-hmm. can tell me why if you like. Because uh, I applied to be a barber in January to go and learn. Actually, cut. no. Actually, be quiet. No, you can't have all the jobs, Cameron. It's not fair. You have to leave some jobs for other people. I figured if I'm not working during the day, I could be cutting hair. So bad. You actually can. I, I was going to go train as a barber, but I never can. So. They never, it was fully booked, like too many people were there. So I've, I've met, I, I, I checked it today if I made the next in-roll. <laughs> it's, it's three nights a week. It's like, that's so cool. I can, m- imagine that, I worked great as a musician. Be a barber during the day. Aye. And play music at night. And you like being with people and that would be mm. like a people job. Yeah. Do you mean you just got to be blather all day? Aye. Well, see see when I hit the age of like 50 or something and I, I can't mm. tour anymore. What do you that's do? A, by the way, cutting hair. And I've got, I've got loads of guitars. A baby grand piano I got for free for Sunday. Wait a minute, stop. Uh, I've got one of those. Back How have you got a grand piano? You've got a baby grand piano, somebody just gave you. Aye, a family in St Andrews when we went to London. Uh, they put it in the paper that it was free for uplift for any person you play? under the age of 15. So I went and played dun 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 and we got delivered to metal. So I have a baby grand piano. Uh, so if I had a barber shop, I would oh be put God, everything in the shop. I just told method in my mouth. Alright, and my wee flat in Fife is a mm-hmm. studio flat. So I could totally turn that into a shop. So there's a method. I've totally thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about this for ages. Um, I don't know. The musician barber or something. I don't know. Nice. Don't know. I can't get any worse. There's a barber shop just along from my house uh, yeah. and at home, and uh, it's right next to a funeral parlour. And uh, and uh, the hairdresser's called Curl Up and Die. <laughs> it's total five cents of humour. Eh? I'm so glad. So that's the last thing. Aye, so I, I kind of want to learn to be a barber. That's, I've always have. Literally, mm. I love how you're just like, I could do that. Aye, I think it'd be great. And I, I'm not, I wouldn't be hurt my hands. So no. my hands wouldn't be safe for playing music. Yeah. Um, it's a social job. I'd have somewhere to put my instruments because mm-hmm. going into a barber shop with guitars and all. That'd be cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, uh, you could have like a wee stage. Totally. People could, could gig at it. Sell guitar strings. <laughs> I'm there. I, I want class. you to do this. Make it happen. I, I'm, I, I'm trying. Glasgow <laughs> yes. College needs to let me in. Come on, Glasgow College. I, I'm the guy. You are. <laughs> I've been really good at being a barber. 
pretty good at everyone else's to be fair. I could be really good at it. You're not doing anything like half, like half no, measures. Uh, you know I mean, like everything you've done. Sorry. People see the jokey side now, but I've, I've put in the graph sometimes though, and I need it, to, you know what I mean? 100%. Aye. Yeah. You've got it. And you do, yeah. yeah. You've got your, well, unless you believe otherwise, I've said this a million times this podcast, you're only here once. I disagree with that. Oh, right, good. Aye. Because people say like you only oh sorry you only hear once is fine. That's why I said. Yeah. People say you only live once. Otherwise. I do like that because you you live every single day. You only die once. You only live once. Nah, you don't. No. You live every single day. You only die once. There's mm. one for your podcast. That's brilliant. It's deep, but it's great. It's good. It's so much so better, true. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's being a hundred percent present in whatever you're doing, and that's mm. what I like about this. Because see, when I'm doing this, I can't think about anything else. Aye. You know, and just when you're present in the right. moment, that's I suppose doing this, aren't you? That's great, actually. Yeah, it's really... Like, it's quite cathartic. It was, it was, well, darling. It was. <laughs> I hope nobody in Fife listens to that. They'll be like, who has he become? Oh, he's, <laughs> no, no, he's been in, Gla- he's been in he's Glasgow five there. minutes. <laughs> he's dropping words like cathartic. <laughs> Cameron, what does cathartic mean? No idea. <laughs> Use it in context. Well done. Yeah. That's fine. Um, if you could do it with anyone... And it could be somebody dead or alive. alive. Who would it be? Uh, alive, it'd be five ants. Mm-hmm. Uh, dead, it would be John Lennon. I think we'd just look really strange next to each other. So <laughs> it'd be visually amazing. <laughs> We're completely polar opposites. That'd be great. Advice for your younger self? Uh, well, I don't think I'd change anything. Some things, some sometimes when I've done something wrong or reacted the wrong way, I maybe wish I never. But then at the same time, I'm a big believer that I was maybe meant to harm. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, there's a pathway in there. I I wouldn't actually, not. I don't could change anything. So you just say do exactly what you did. Mhm. You have to. If you don't, if you have regrets, then that's not good. I I wouldn't give my younger self. Anything. I would have said maybe grow up a bit more and not go out as much. But then at the same time, I had fun, so I may as well have done it then and now. So well, this is true. You know I mean? Yeah. So because I you've no get. I mean, you right. can't even fit anything else in. Aye, like Black Watch. <laughs> me, I went out every night for a year. Did you? Me, me, me Jamie Quinn, and Richard Rankin every, every single night. night for a year. <laughs> but when else are you gonna get the opportunity to do that? No. You know what I mean, silly boys. But it was the best times. I've heard of stories for life. <laughs> so good. Maybe not podcastable stories. <laughs> No, definitely You can keep not. them for your podcast because I know you're going to start a podcast. No, I'm not. Like, yeah, don't even say it. You're going to do it. I can see already. Okay, when I seen the mic, I was see like, oh, nice you mic. Release your podcast. I'll be right there. I'll be like, hello. You could be my first interview. Yes. Well, don't interview me. I've got nothing to say. I talk a load of nonsense. That's fibs. That's fibs. And the question I ask everybody mm-hmm. on the podcast is what is your favourite Scottish word or phrase? Uh, heed the ball. I think that's funny. It makes me smile every time I hear it. Yeah, and the whole year and a bit that I've been doing this, nobody said heed the ball. Or bohead. (laughs) My dad calls me bohead all the time. I've got a bohead. I've got a bohead, like. (laughs) A huge head. I know. Heed the ball. Ah, I quite like that. Heed the ball. Makes me giggle. It's perfect. Well, listen, this has been a total pleasure. Thanks for having me. I knew it, I knew it would be. I just got <laughs> the, the vibes came through the old Instagram. <laughs> Thank oh, okay. you so much for doing this. Cheers. And I wish you the most, I mean, I can't mm-hmm. wish you any more yeah. than everything no, that you're thanks. doing is just awesome. Aye, right, cheers. Thank and, uh, you. I'll, you can come in. Likewise. You can cut my hair yeah. when you get your... Oh, happy. <laughs> you can cut this <laughs> He doesn't need to cut it. It looks great. <laughs> Back here, don't you? I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bra and the Brave, a 
podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.